Hello, lovelies out there. I hope you're doing okay. And let's relax with another 11 p.m. nightcap. I uh, hope you're all doing well. I uh, hope your day was fine and that now that we're over the hump of the week, we're moving into maybe first week back, listening, uh, listening down, uh, you know, to weekend territory. Chris is dropping in and says, you handsome hunk of a man, you. I was waiting for somebody to say that. Kind of. And I have something funny as, uh, to, to show you. Right? I'm going to wait a little. I'm going to wait a minute. But I have something funny. Remind me. I have a funny thing to show you. <laughs> um... Feeling a little sore today. Uh, yesterday's workout certainly uh, has me on the delayed muscle onset soreness, whatever you want to call it, bullshit. But um, otherwise doing okay. King Dinosaur is mad and making this face because he's not getting notifications anymore. Uh, make sure, uh, Make sure multiple things. Let's see. Did I get a... I cleared my notification, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I got it either. But check to make sure. Uh, sometimes in Twitch, for whatever reason, the little bell notification thing can get unchecked. And so if that happens, then you aren't going to get the notifications. Um, and also... Sometimes on your phone, for whatever reason, it could be lack of use or whatever, but there's times when it will turn notifications off. It'll say, oh, you haven't used this app in a little while. Let's just turn notifications off. And then you're like, hey, why does this fucking thing work? That's why. <clears throat> uh, Krista always refers to me, is the handsome bald man to her daughter, Maya. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And hello, Black Cat's Poppy. Black Cat's Poppy did get her notification. But King Gunsor is going to check up on that. Hopefully, everything goes well. Um, also, don't let me forget when the show is over. I need to go outside and put my cover on my motorcycle. Because if you follow me, for example, on Instagram, you'll see that I did, in fact, take my bike out today. That's the first time I've ridden probably in almost two weeks or so. Uh, it was nice to get back out there. It's just, I just love riding that fucking thing. Just, just so fucking cool. Um, and I have a nice place for it here on this patio. It's behind a locked gate. So I can sort of put my truck in the driveway. And then it's a little bit of like a pseudo barricade and keep that barricaded and then there's a locked fence so my bike is like safe in that regard from theft so there's a lock somebody have to bust through a gate or bust out of the house or climb over the wall or something and then you get to figure if you did that i don't know how you're gonna steal it because you'd have to like pick it up over the wall i think if you're strong enough to pick up that bike and carry it over the wall you can have it because <laughs> i certainly wouldn't be able to stop you <laughs> Um, it's raining out in Krista country. Uh, sorry to hear that rain. Well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you like some rain. Um, but yeah, it's a good thing that that's locked up. That makes me happy. Um, things that went down today. Otherwise I got power switched over and the guy on the telephone that I was talking to for power, I feel like it was weird. Because at one point, he's like, well, do you want to, uh, I'm going to put you in and, and, and you can get our, uh, like, per usage plan. Uh, that's what our system is recommending and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so we can have the, that or you can go with, I said, well, but I don't know what that is. Hey, Maya, good to see you. Hi. Vodka and limeade. Mm. Um, 
But I said, I don't know what that is. He goes, well, it's it's what our program, rec- it's what our system uh, has recommended. And uh, the, I said, no, I, I, I understand that. But what is it? He goes, oh, uh, well, you know, it's called the per-use plan. And uh, that's like the name of the plan. I felt like saying, dude, I understand that your system has recommended this. I also understand it's not the words that I, what does that mean? Oh, well, uh, what it means is that I'm like, Jesus, this is just fucking. That guy says, oh, we have things like that here. Always pay for it as you use it instead of being surprised in a year or whatever. I'm going to eventually have to go because they have like a whole online account thing. I was like, well, can you like change this or whatever later? He's like, oh, yeah, you can change it at any time. And I said, okay, good. Let's just do that for now because you're not very. I didn't say this to him, but I want to say because you're not being very helpful. So I'm just going to have you go ahead and just set that up so I can fucking actually get information later. But I think what this is. Is it's they charge different amounts based on the time of day. Meaning, especially here in Arizona, very little power usage is between like six to seven in the morning to like one or something. And most of the power usage is between four and seven. So while you pay a little more for using electricity during the four to seven hour, you pay almost nothing for it in the other hours. And so I'm like, oh, so what that means is uh, when it's hot, I should just turn my air conditioner down to like 60 degrees and turn this place into an ice box and I can just turn it off later. I don't know. I'll have to look at it. It just seems slightly silly to me. Uh, Black Cat says, yeah, uh, she's so sleepy. Doing dishes and wash at night. Um, but yeah, so I got that done. It was just good to get that fucking off my plate. At least it's not a thing. Um, started putting one of my shelves together. Sleeping on the cot was both surprisingly comfortable and also very painful. (laughs) So I'm trying to get on track with buying the rest of my stuff that I need, like essentials for my house, and get that set and ordered before the next week rolls in. So I have stuff I'm adding. I think I'm almost done. I really... Really only need like two more crucial pieces. Like the well, maybe three, I guess. The bed, the the bed frame, the mattress, and then my work computer desk. And then I think really I'll be okay otherwise. Um other than some like little odds and ends. But you know what's wild? Do you in your house have a silverware organizer tray or do you just throw it all in a drawer? The last house I was at the Airbnb place, they just throw it all in a drawer. I always, when I was younger, had one of the little plastic silverware organizer things, a tray. And so I was like, oh, I remember I had a nice one. I'm going to go get the tray. And so I go back to the product page and I look. $24. What the fuck are you talking about? You smoking crack? $24 for a fucking silverware tray. So like, no, I think I'll go to the dollar store and pick one of those up. Black <laughs> hat, yeah. I'm going to the dollar store to buy that because fuck that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a plastic tray that holds your silverware. Besides of which, 
I totally plan on going back to my other previous uh, thing, which is why have why have forks and spoons when you can just get sporks and then you can just use sporks? You have that and like knives. Fucking sporks, man. I've, I've, you know, now that I have that, it's like, I'm, I'm never going back. I'm never going back. No. Yeah. Chris says stuff like that, you get cheap. King Dinosaur has one, but he doesn't take credit for it. I mean, you could. You could be like, well, you know, I didn't buy it. I feel like, you know, my, my third uh, band I was in that was called uh, Walkway Candles. Uh, that band, like we had did a lot of songs about silverware trays. And so I feel like, you know, I'm responsible for that. Ms. Tiffany Chanel says, what am I sipping on? Well, that's Sonic Limeade with a bunch of vodka in it. <laughs> because I'm out, I, I ran out of whiskey and I think this is probably going to be the last show for the week because I think I'm going out tomorrow night. So I'm like, you know, I have that weird thing where I'm like, I like to start off a fresh bottle of booze with a fresh week. So, you know. Um, but Jess, if you haven't followed Ms. Tiffany Chanel, please do. Funny, great game player, hilarious laugh, often talks about a lot of other interesting stuff on her show. So please make sure you drop a follow to Ms. Tiffany Chanel. I would really appreciate it. Um, Ms. Tiffany Chanel, how was your, how was your holiday? How was your New Year's? Everything there all doing good? And now we have Meow the Cat, who also has come creeping in, who says he's awake at this ungodly hour because I'm forced to do stuff. But he's going to start my morning with good wishes for y'all and hope the best. What stuff do you have to do? Should I ask? I feel like that might. I feel like I might. Maybe I don't want to know, to be honest. Um... Ms. Tiffany Chanel chilled at home and was in bed by nine on New Year's Eve. Sleepy, sleepy. Um, I don't know. The partying, the partying on New Year's uh, for me isn't what it used to be. I mean, I, I tend not to be pretty low key with that. Um, I don't know when the last. I don't know what the last big like New Year's thing I went to. It might have been the party where people like fucking got chili dogs all over themselves and it was a fucking hot mess disaster. I think that might've been the last one. I kind of miss it. Not gonna lie. Um, Meow the cat uh, needs to restart his PC because the screen is acting weird. Hmm. Uh, King Geyser also doesn't know, but the, the topic of tonight's episode is letters. And there's uh, two reasons for that. Number one, because we are going to talk a little bit about letters, but also because we have a brand new song debut from the musical master himself, Kirk in 79. So we're gonna listen to some new music Played played this uh, composed, you know. I guess I shouldn't say composed it because it's a cover song of "The Letter" by Joe Cocker, but um, played it, did vocals on his own. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to that uh, probably right around the break period, and then do a little bit more of a talk about letters themselves. But Krista is going to get a charger for a new laptop and might start streaming soon. You know, check eBay maybe too. I often say like sometimes you can get good, um, but just make sure it's the right voltage and, and amps and everything. You don't want to get something that uh, damages your your computer. Um, but yeah, we're gonna debut a new song. Um, letters wise, 
Wait, box tops? What about box tops? Like for cereal? Like you cut off the box top and you get like a free decoder ring? X-ray specs so that you can see through people's clothing clothing and you know doesn't even this didn't fucking work. Uh oh, covered the song, got it. I was confused. I'm not entirely familiar with the whole Joe Cocker uh, music catalog, but I was familiar uh, with this particular song. And when Kurgan said, oh, you know, I was thinking of doing, working on this cover or that, it's like, dude, do the cover. Like, that's going to be super fucking cool. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't listened to it yet. So, but I'm confident because his music is, uh, is fucking good. Like, all those little things that used to send now that you got me on box tops and like send in stuff, cutting out little you know, like, Oh, if you get this many packages of cookies or whatever, you cut out this little UPC. And if you pay postage and handling, you get this fuck. This stuff is always like such a piece of shit. Did anybody else get those? Ms. Tiff, did you ever get any of that? Did you ever send away for any of that stuff? Yeah, proof of purchase seals. You send those in, and there's usually a form, and you check, like, what prize you want, and then they send it to you in the mail, and you're like, oh, my God, the excitement for that. The excitement for that. There's always a piece of shit. (laughs) I don't care if it was shit. I don't like, like, you know. See, you're excited to get mail. Excited to get mail. Um, I don't know what that was. It was more, sometimes, I don't want to say more magic than Christmas, but sometimes I'd be so excited. And then, like, you know, they always say, oh, it takes four, was it like four to eight weeks to to get the thing back or whatever. I swear it would always be like fucking six months. (laughs) It would take forever to get that thing. And you're like, okay, it's like, you know, plastic spider ring or some piece of shit. Yeah, hand buzzer. I don't know if I ever had the hand buzzer work because it's gigantic and how can you not see that it's in somebody's hand before they shake your hand? I mean, it, it, I feel like mechanically it does, but it's just it's just a little vibrator thing. You know, they, they have the picture. They have the picture in the back of the comic book or whatever, where it's like the guy's shaking somebody's hands, and it's like lightning bolts coming out, and the guy's like, ah! And you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to shock the shit out of some motherfuckers. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, there's a wind-up thing that just goes... It just vibrates in your hand. Now I'm like, if I did that, I shook somebody's hand and it vibrating, I'd be like, it feels nice. My knuckles are kind of sore. Can we just continue to... You thought it was... Black, apparently Black Hat loves them. I wear one in each finger. Ms. Tiff always saved them but never sent them in, had a drawer full of them. Are you sure? Maybe they're still there. Maybe they're still there. You could go back and get them and you could get a whoopee cushion or 3D glasses that don't work on anything or x-ray goggles that don't work on anything or hand buzzer that doesn't work. You wish you had a hand buzzer now. It's it's so stupid. It's like gigantic. It's like holding a fucking clock. It's like holding a fucking clock in your hand. Oh, I wonder what that is. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't decode anything. Write a secret message to yourself. Hey, here's a secret message. Well, how do I use it? Well, you got to have this decoder ring. Well, I have one. So fucking... King Dinosaur got Boss K action figure before the Empire Strikes Back came out and was so... So important. 
Did anybody else have that action figure? The Invisible Ink did work. I will give you that. The Invisible Ink worked. The, the, the fucking sea monkeys are just stupid brine shrimp. The, yeah, like, there was also, like, I think one time I got a whoopee cushion. And I get the whoopee cushion. And it had, like, melted together or whatever, so it didn't even fucking work. Talk about devastated. That's another thing that actually, like, does not work. How can you not see it? Who, like, hey, sit in this chair. And you're like, why is there a giant lump on it underneath a bunch of blankets? I'm going to just move this. No, don't move them out of the way. You have to sit on it just like it is, just like that. <laughs> okay. And then half the time you'd sit on it and it would just go... Sit down. No, I actually think I'm going to good. I think I'm going to stand. No, sit on that exact lump spot. The lizard man bounty hunter is in the movie for about three seconds. Yeah, but he has his own action figure, so he's fucking important. Yeah, that's how it works. The fake vomit is solid. And I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't really look like human puke. But if you know somebody that has a cat, it absolutely looks like cat barf. So if you know somebody that has a cat, that fake vomit, that shit works. The one I had, the, the one that I had one time I got, I think it was like rubbery. And it had like chunks in it that literally looked like fucking cube steak. You know, like, is that vomit from some, maybe, maybe the reason why that person vomited is because they know how to chew their goddamn food. <laughs> You need to chew. What pieces of shit? <laughs> All that stuff, too. Between the sending with the UPCs and the toys on the bottom of the cereal boxes. Okay, raise your hands if when you got a cereal box that had some toy or prize in it, that you didn't do the tilt sideways move and then dig your hand down through all the cereal to try to find it. I feel like it's such horseshit. Who, yeah. <laughs> Who was going to be like, no, we must wait until all of the cereal is consumed. If you just happen to be the lucky child who finishes the last bowl of cereal, then you will get the five cent prize. No. As soon as you open that box of fucking cereal, you're digging in there. I don't care if I crushed half the fucking cereal. I wanted whatever that was. And then a couple of them, a couple of them get sneaky and they'd stick it in between the lighter and the box. So you dig around there after you probably picked your nose and took your shoes off and played with snails and worms and petted a dog that has hookworm and a cat that's got fleas and ran around outside and your hand, your hand is literally wearing a mitt of bacteria. And then you'd be like, Hmm, cereal. And then fucking dig your hand in there. Yeah, that's good. Well done. Yeah. I don't put them in there anymore. Cause now kids don't care. They just feel like, where's my phone? Is it an iPhone 5 in there? Wait, iPhone 5. That's like old though, right? Is it an iPhone 37? Then who cares? You go, oh, no, it's a it's a plastic jumpy frog. You put it on the table and you push down on it, it makes it clicky, and then a second later it goes and like flips. You'd be like, Don't be making fun of my frog, okay? Love that little jumpy frog. It's one of my favorite things. Because I, I put it on top of my little block forts. And then you try to push them down. And you... I don't even put toys in shit anymore. Ah, the good old days. 
So I tell you what, even though we are about to take the podcast break, before we go to said break, why don't we debut the Kurgan track? This is uh, Kurgan79, who has done a cover of Joe Cocker's The Letter. And he graciously sent this to me, and we are going to do this as a little bit of a musical debut. Now, I'm going to have to mute my microphone, because given that this is like a room microphone, because I don't have my other setup yet, it's totally going to pick that up, and you'd get all sorts of fucking echo, and it'd be really weird. So instead, you can just see me making weird faces in the background uh, while we listen to a song. Um, Black Hat says, sad truth. Went to the amusement park this year and she witnessed a horror. The kid said, can we go yet? But it was the parent that wanted to stay. I want off this ride, Mr. Bones. Well, that's bad. That's real bad. It's how you know when the end times are, are upon us. The adult wants to stay and the little kid wants to go. That sucks. But then again, maybe maybe he wasn't getting any quarters to play the throw the quarter in the thing game that that, that you just, you, you can't win it. They designed it so that you can't win it. It's fucking, there's no way. Um, maybe he wasn't, maybe he didn't get any cotton candy or diarrhea-inducing hot dogs. Actually, Black Cat, how do you know that's not what it was? Maybe he ate one of those glistening shiny, sultry, dripping, sexy fucking hot dogs and got just fucking instant diarrhea. Take a bite of that thing and you're like... <gasps> uh, Krista's got company so she can't jump around the room, but she's going to be bopping her head. So let's check this out. This is... Um, <laughs> of course they were. Uh, this is a song by Kurgan79. Going to mute myself now. Uh, I think I'm just going to chill. I think I'm just going to sit here and listen and chill. But let's go ahead and give this a listen. I'm going to turn the volume up. Uh, so watch your ears. There's a potential this will start off and be very loud. So be careful because here it comes. You ready?
Holy shit, he actually fucking just rocked that thing. <clears throat> Damn, was that fucking good. Kurgan, absolutely. Like, zero sarcasm. That was fucking amazing. Um, reading some of the comments, uh, we got nice, uh, good voice from King Dinosaur. Black Cat sent a whole bunch of musical emojis. Uh, King Dinosaur also says, talented bastard. Uh, fuck yeah. Right on. Wow. Got some soul. Hell yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of flame uh, emojis. Salute. Uh, some train tracks. What is it? A little car and a bus. And like a Seriously rocks. Shit, dude. Fucking, fucking amazing. The vocals, everything were spot on. Fucking instrumentals fucking really killed it, too. Seriously, dude. You just absolutely fucking... Like, that's the sort of shit, like... You could go play that in a bar, and the place would just... Yeah. Well done, sir. Very fucking well done. Cheers. With backup singers, his own backup singers, but with backup singers. Um, yeah, fucking killed it. Uh, let's take a podcast break, and then we'll be right back. So, along with that incredible version of the letter... Uh, played by Kurgan79. We talked a little bit about sending in UPC uh, proof of purchase little labels. And cereal boxes. And all that stuff. Uh, And so we get to the concept of mail letters. Uh, Black Cat says it was so awesome she wants to know how to listen again. Black Cat, I will uh, get you a way that you can listen to it. Uh, download it to your heart's content. We'll see. Kurgan may make that a YouTube video. Kurgan, if you're listening, might want to make that. Although, if he makes it into a YouTube video, it might get taken down for copyright. But he can always, un- he can always private list it and send it to you. But uh, Black Cat, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, <clears throat> the letters. When I want to talk about that Ghost Writer show. In one of the episodes of Ghost Writer, there's a crucial plot point that revolves around this guy having pen pals. When I was younger, I never knew... I didn't quite know what that was because I don't think any of my parents ever had pen pals. And so I was like, what? Didn't realize that what that is supposed to be is you having someone that lives far away, could be a foreign country, doesn't have to be, that you write letters to, get uh, used to writing letters. Krista says they did pen pals in school. Who was your pen pal or your pen pals rather? But I never, I never had one uh, like that growing up. Um, if we did, I must have like not gotten anything back because I never, uh, I never had anything that was like a long running back and forth sending mail. Um, King Dinosaur knew that from reading Charlie Brown. But at, that, but at the time, at least, I feel like I would hear either in a show or somewhere they would talk about a pen pal and they wouldn't quite explain exactly what that was. I think I eventually asked my parents, and I don't know if they gave me some dismissive thing. Because I'm sure as a parent, you're like, oh, that's another thing that my kid's going to want to have to do. And then I'm going to have to fucking do half of it. So they just kind of hand wave it. You know, they do the. But anyway. Um, 
Black Cat doesn't remember who they were. They weren't very interesting. That's kind of sad. I always thought that would have been so cool. That would have been so cool to have somebody that you could share letters with, whether it's like stamps or sending little trinkets and stuff. Now, for a short while, uh, back in the early internet days, I had some folks uh, that I used to know over the internet. And especially before you could send videos and shit like you could now. Yeah, there was email. But some of them started to send, you got little letters and stuff back and forth. Um, which was kind of fun. Krista says that her pen pal was from somewhere in Italy. That's kind of neat. You should see... You should see if you still, if you can track that person down. Like, maybe they're on Facebook, if you still know the name. You'd be like, hey, remember me? I was your pen pal. King Dinosaur says, I didn't have a pen pal, but a couple of times a kid who was a friend would move away, and we'd write a few letters before one of us inevitably dropped the ball. Or pen, as it were. And that's the thing, I think, especially when you're kids... Unless you were like so super excited about it, um, you'd get something like that and then you'd forget or you'd put it somewhere and then a day turns into weeks, turns into months, and then you just go. Um, which is sort of funny ish in a way. Because here at least you'd figure state wise, well, you. I guess you couldn't quite call on the phone because that is when you still had to pay like a shitload for long distance calls, right? It's so much different now because you can, at least in the United States, pretty much call anyone and it doesn't really cost you anything. So at the very least you can say, Hey, did you get my letter? You say, Oh yeah, man, I got your letter. You don't have anything interesting to say. So I'm going to go ahead and just like nope out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Krista has forgotten her name and lost those childhood belongings. Well, uh, how do you, was that? Say la vie? No, that's French. I don't know how to say oh well in Italian. Um, but in this ghostwriter show, they have these pen pals. And you know, the guy's like so excited to get a letter from one of his pen pals. And I think about like, in a certain sense, how, I don't want to say mail has deteriorated. Because if anything, the ordering packages and shit on I, no, I mean, you get mail and treats and stuff all the time. Just ask Wild Bill. Wild Bill's like, I think, <laughs> I think the guy's addicted to buying shit on Amazon. But anyway, while you get a lot of those packages, most mail, I feel like now, is either one of like three things. Junk, bills, or like holiday slash invite cards. You know, you get Christmas cards or Halloween cards or Easter cards or whatever. Or you'll get, hey, come to this wedding. Or, hey, here's the thing. But you don't really get letters anymore. And um, what I think is kind of interesting about that is when you write a letter, as opposed to, say, typing a message on your phone or an email or whatever, well, you got to take a little bit more care to think about what you're saying because you can't just backspace. So if you're handwriting that out, you better be assured of what you're going to say. And I think back to the ages of like, you hear like Edgar Allan Poe or... Uh, Uh, King Dinosaur, who did Conan? Uh, Robert, 
I'm ashamed of myself right now. Uh, Krista says I'm sad because I've forgotten how to address an envelope. Never mind how to start a letter. Isn't that kind of sad? I, I, I think a lot of people probably would. No, Robert Louis Stevenson. That was Treasure Island. Um... King Dinosaur says, give me another hint. I would give you another hint, but I can't think of another hint. Robert E. Howard. That's who I was thinking of. Robert E. Howard. Lovecraft. A lot of those authors from back in the day would write letters and shit to one another about either what they thought about their books, about where they were and their viewpoints on things. And you think of like old English or British, whether they were scientists or socialites, whatever, who would sit and carefully write out a letter. And number one, you'd figure paper wasn't quite always as cheap as it is now. I think it was a little more respected that you were going to sit. And also, if you were writing it with a fountain pen or something, you have to like, whether you had to dip your quill. Um, you know. And I think Black Cat says, your brains. I think on top of using your brain, the skill that I feel like is lost is being a little more careful in composing what you want to say. That insufferable person that was on the airplane, do you remember me talking about that most insufferable person in the world on the airplane? I, at one point, because I could not stop fucking listening to this woman talk, I decided that as a game, I was going to count how many times she said the word like in talking to this friend sitting next to her. In in the span, I would say, of about 20 to 30 minutes, she said the word like 227 times. A conversational crutch word like that certainly, as far as I'm concerned, makes you sound both less intelligent and a little bit more of a hyperspastic fucking nut job, which she was, to be clear. Uh, Ms. Tiffany Snell says, sheesh. I, and I, I'm hesitant to even start doing this because it, it is like a, a tick you can fall into. But like every like word she would like say had like as just kind of a crutch so that like as she's like talking, it's like every pause like has like there instead of thinking like about what you like want to say. And I'm like counting them. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Madness. Maybe I want to just pull my ears off my fucking head. Krista says that she was really good at calligraphy. Now, you say you was. Are you still not? Because if you still have the skill, I would urge you to try. Because I think what I would possibly like and truly in the enjoyment sense of like is maybe... Writing some letters. Um, I don't know. You know, like there's the pain in the ass of stamps and all that stuff, which, I mean, stamps and postage and everything have got more expensive, but I think there's something interesting about sitting and writing a letter. Thinking of what you want to say because again, you fucked that up too bad. Maybe one or two crossed out words is okay, but if you're going to start scribbling out whole paragraphs, you might as well just rewrite the thing. In myself, my penmanship is not great, especially if I rush. Now, if I go slow, it's not so bad. 
I at one point had to teach myself uh, to write with the opposite hand because I hurt the other hand. And what I found was that going slower and focusing on the letters definitely helped my penmanship. And I think that also goes back to the idea of composing a letter in the first place, being that take some time to think about what you want to say. Krista says, uh, has anyone counted his likes? That's the thing. In interrupt culture, and I've noticed this so many times, it's not just men, it's not just women, it's, I feel in a great sense, almost everyone. We've gotten to a point where we rush to talk and maybe it's also a component of bad listening skills, but listening only to look for a point where you can talk and then people to a certain degree filibustering where they don't finish a point and go on and on and on. And I encountered that with somebody today. I was sitting outside having a cigar at this place downtown. These two guys were talking and the one guy, <laughs> he pulled that Picard where he just goes on and on in one long, continuous, unbroken sentence moving from topic to topic. It was really quite hypnotic. But you have to give pause for the people to respond. It's kind of a, a, a give and go, right? And I think in terms of composing a letter, and slowing down what you say, realizing it's okay to pause. It's the same if you ever have to speak in public and you get nervous about speaking in public. When you are speaking in public, you can pause because if you have the floor, if you have the microphone, typically you're not going to get interrupted. So you can shave out words like um and uh and like, because most of those, I feel what we've done is used them into bridges to prevent a pause so that somebody else doesn't take the microphone away from us. Right? I am not completely innocent of doing this myself. If I'm that I've done that myself especially when you have somebody who talks a million miles an hour and they talk real fast. And then you know, this thing that I was talking about, you're like, Ooh. I wonder, maybe the lack of writing a letter and having to compose more of what you want to say. I think it, I think it, it's, a loss on multiple fronts. Number one, I think there'd be some more excitement about getting mail if you thought that mail wasn't going to be one of those previously mentioned topics. If it wasn't just going to be a bill, invitation slash card, or crap. <clears throat> I think one of the things I appreciate very much so about our drawing episodes is I also can't necessarily make bad mistakes when I'm doing those. And my inclination is to rush because I feel like everybody's just sitting and waiting for me to talk. But at the same token, if I rush too much, I just fuck it all up. So I have to think a little bit about what I'm going to start putting down on that piece of paper. Um, Krista says, my cursive is unreadable and my signature never stays the same. I don't think you're alone in that. I think quite a few people have a signature that is not always the same like it used to be. And my dad's signature, 
I swear it's the same, like almost exactly the same every fucking time. Black Cat comments uh, that she's been noticing lately how fast people talk. It's wild. It's like a filibuster. Just endless outpourings of words. And the number of crutch phrases used in those sentences. Bonkers. Uh, Krista says, I say, um, a lot. Again, you're not alone. You can definitely notice that with a very high frequency. Krista says, also, I think it's part of my ADHD and always having a million conversations uh, in my head, but playing catch up. Quite possible. Quite possible, but... Again, I would wager to say the vast majority of people out there, when you listen to them talk, as soon as you move beyond people being super chill, two people were sharing a drink and it was a a darker room and maybe there was something heavy they were going to discuss. They'll go back to that old style sort of conversation. It's a little slower. There's some contemplation in the passing back and forth the microphone, more or less. Black Hat says, I think it would be a positive change in direction for people to start writing letters again. Recomposition, thoughts. The feel, the pen, and the paper. There's something also relaxing about it. I think that's like typewriter versus computer, say. The physical aspect gets you away from screens and digital shit. There's something a little more, I don't know, elegantly primal about it. Black Cat used to, when she moved to Colorado, write quite a few letters. I mean, the flip side of all that is I moved across the country and I'm able to have constant back and forth conversations with family back home. And that's valuable because small questions, answers to topics, especially if they're slightly urgent. So I'm not going to take the Luddite approach and say texting and email and all that is just all terrible. Because I don't think it's all terrible. I think it's actually supremely useful. I think the sad part about that is it has exclusively, in a lot of cases, taken over. And there's less writing of letters you know, maybe outpouring something that's a little bit more of a serious topic or reading a letter can almost be a little bit like having a cigar. Okay, I'm going to read this letter. So, again, you're not watching a screen or whatever. Take the paper out and you sit and you read what that person is saying to you, possibly in their voice. I think there's a good value in that slowing down of things. Krista says, when people talk to me, they say I talk in code. Yeah, having a conversation with myself in my head and then said something out loud. Interesting. Black Cat didn't even have a phone for a while. Uh... Yeah, the the telephone enabling real-time conversation. But for a while, though some of you may not remember, you used to have to pay for long distance. You have to call at certain hours and all that shit. Uh, A lot of the advent of the mobile phone, especially now, has kind of taken that away. And even if you aren't going to call someone on the phone, let's say they live in another country, 
Well, look at Meow the Cat. Meow the Cat can stop in and drop a message. I can load up a program and voice chat with him over in Latvia, and there's little to no delay at all. So, yes, we have new tools that allow us to communicate in a certain sense of much more robust fashion. But like right now, I'm trying to slow down the things that I'm saying and think a little bit more and pre-compose those between statements so that I'm using like and um with a greater degree of frequency or sorry a lesser degree of frequency crystal 17 she got her first flip with pull out antenna I, my first cell phone I think was a bag phone <laughs> and then I got some single handheld it's like a mini brick um <clears throat> uh, Black Cat meant that for years she didn't have a telephone. And you'd have to set up emergency calls to come through a neighbor. See, that's wild to me. I've never had I've never had a lack of something like that to that degree. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. So maybe maybe I will start writing some letters. I hesitate to say let's come up with a letter writing group because some people aren't comfortable with that, so on and so forth. But I think at some point taking the time to sit and write something out on paper and think about what I want to say is a valuable exercise. So things to consider. Krista says, after either 7 or 9 p.m. it was free. Weekends and holidays were also free for calls. Text messages would cost 10 cents a message in or out. I remember those days. I remember the after the, yeah, 7 to 9 hours. Basically, think about it. It was after business hours were over, more or less, is when that suddenly became free. And then it was like, ooh, I can plug this into the wall. We can talk all night. Outside a landline phone, but again, then you would pay long distance zone charges. Just think about it, a load of shit. So that's going to do it for tonight. But I tell you what, just before we sign off, or as we're signing off, I'm going to replay Kurgan's cover of The Letter, cover of a Joe Cocker song. Uh, we're going to play that one more time before we sign off. Uh, I think, again, this might be the last show for the week. So uh, I will post, i tell you what, let's assume there's not going to be a show tomorrow. If there is, I will put the shout out on Twitter. So keep an eye on that. Otherwise, that's going to do it for the week. A little bit of a shorter week. But as I'm getting organized and getting settled, still have a lot of dust and a lot of shit moving around and going on down here. But we are we are back. We are back and we are moving into season four. Black Cat says, good show. Thank you. And as always, you are all part of it. A lot of the feedback and the back and forth and uh, conversations we have, I think, uh, they enrich me too. Chris says, awesome night as always. Thank you for always putting a smile on my face. And thank you, Krista, for stopping by and being lovely as always, as well as Black Cat's Poppy, King Dinosaur 69, Ms. Tiffany Chanel, and Meow the Cat. Thank you all so much for stopping in. So as we say at the end of all so much for slowing down your speech, asshole. As we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and know all of that good shit. And to make sure you get yourselves some rest, that's going to do it. But as we trail on off here, I'm going to mute my microphone and prepare a raid 
But let's go ahead and give that song one more spin before we shut this down. So, good night.